So that music, that was actually me playing that. I don't think so. No. I, you're right. I never actually learned how to play an instrument. I think the only instrument I know how to play is my armpit. And that was not like a band option in high school. Maybe if you were homeschooled. Maybe. Yeah. Mama taught me that. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Anyway, welcome everyone to Anchor, the roadie-themed podcast-style low-sodium option for the Ocean State Sea Saltiest Pinions. We're your hosts, Shay. And Elise. And today we're covering the topic from the latest episode of Anchored, the show. Tour de Krusty. Providence. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Tour de Krusty, Providence, a.k.a. Yeah. a history walk. Crusty, crusty like the Simpsons, but also like a pizza, like a thin crust pizza. I'll take a thin crust pizza. Losing like half the listeners right there. So anyway, we have some housekeeping notes before we begin today, which is rich for somebody who doesn't keep their own house. Um, our first note is, who is Elise? Why is she here? And I'm actually going to ask you guys, why are you here? Some people, I assume, are here because they have seen Anchored the show before and if not, and if you guys made your way to this podcast some, somehow else, thank you. Um, so I started Anchored about actually exactly four months to this day. Today is May 19th when we're recording this. And our first recording for Anchored the show was on January 19th. So it's a little bit sentimental. And I started Anchored because I have this love for Providence and Rhode Island in general, and I also have a love for making people laugh and also making myself the center of attention. So, Elise, let me ask you, why are you here aside from the fact that I let you in? <laughs> and I appreciate you letting me in. I know that with COVID precautions, it was it was a scary time for you. Yeah, it was it was snap decision. <laughs> so the reason I'm in Rhode Island is actually I moved here to do AmeriCorps. Um, Shout out to City Year. And I moved to Rhode Island specifically because my father, like my grandfather, like everybody else's grandfather, was stationed in Newport in the Navy. And then from there, I started working at City Hall and I fell in love with, uh, I started giving tours and at City Hall and had a short-lived career in tourism as well. And so I'm here to sell the Ocean State. I'm buying it. Uh, yeah. So for those of you who are listening who aren't from Rhode Island, Something to know about Rhode Islanders is Rhode Islanders love Rhode Island, and they are very particular about who they let into their state. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from a Rhode Islander. Um, so for Elise and myself, who are not from Rhode Island, it's kind of like we had to prove ourselves to get to this point. And there were tests. It, it, was, it was like a working interview for the past, for me, six years, and for you. I'm terrible at math. 20, 2006. That's why you do history. <laughs> Um, so the thing, the, the thing that really qualifies us to talk about Rhode Island this much, and as we are going to be talking about it, is what we have done since we have been here. And since I've been here, I have gotten my degree in American history with a Rhode Island focus from Rhode Island College, class of 2018. What's up, anchor people? And I was also a tour guide at Slater Mill for about two and a half years, and most importantly, I was working at the Providence City Archives for about three years. And they're I really like old stuff. I, yeah, I, I really like old stuff. Like it's, it just, it hits that spot. So when I was at the archives, I started an Instagram account called, it's very original, the Providence City Archives. And that was on Twitter and that was on Instagram. And that's when I really started to look at history as something that could be funny. 
And while I was at the archives during my internship, I was also at Slater Mill giving tours. And I will always say tour guides, there's two kinds of tour guides. There's entertainers and there's educators. And you are either solely in one camp or the other. Which there's you, no Venn diagram. There's no, it doesn't, it does not intersect. Nope, no. Um, it's very black and white. So I've been loving Rhode Island history since I got here. And it, it was kind of, for me, it was to learn Rhode Island because I wanted to understand what was all around me. Um, my family is, I came from the West Coast, from Western Washington. And I actually am not close to anybody right now at all. The closest family I have right now is in... I felt like that was a personal statement. I know. I I'm not close to anyone. I'm not close to anybody. That's so lonely. Text me somebody, please. So the closest family I have is in Montana. That's an aunt I don't talk to. Everybody else is in the Seattle area or the San Diego area. And that's a little, that's a little far away. And especially because of COVID, haven't seen people in a very long time. And that six hour flight, guys, is no joke. No joke. So I'm I'm pretty distant from people. But when I was at the archives, I was my desk like I sat and I looked at the vital books, the birth, marriages, deaths, you know, the the rag magazines of the day, if you will. I it's really it's really fun going through those death records. So um that's a little morbid, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it'll pop up in another episode. And so I was like, wow, it'd be so cool if I could find some family in this. And lo and behold, I did. My great-grandmother, my mom's dad's mom, was born in Warren. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what her name is. So if anybody, like, emails us to ask, I that's – I don't know. I'll have to find that out. Well, my grandfather was here in the Navy for quite some time, and he has a number of children. I have a, a gang of aunts and uncles. So would not surprise me that there's another old Dick Haga running around Newport. <laughs> Just running around, skating around, surfing around, sailing around. Probably. Probably sailing around. We're yeah. water people. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm sure. Are they like big? Do you have big dinners, big family dinners? No, we all hated each other. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually like one of the biggest adjustments for me when I moved to the East Coast was those big dinners because my friends would invite me to their family dinners. They're like, "Wow, poor Shayna, the the West Coast orphan." I'm like, <laughs> I'm not orphan. Like my parents are still alive. They are just far away, three hours behind, and it's a challenge. So the biggest adjustment for me was. The hugging and, like, the cheek kissing. There's a lot of touching in Rhode Island. There's a whole lot of touching. And my last love language is physical touch. I got, like, a two. It's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. But words of affirmation and quality time are my top two. So, um. Hopefully that's another podcast that we can start talking about love languages. That's episode two. People love that. Historic love languages. We can talk about Myers-Briggs, attachment styles. I could get really into that one. But. Yeah, no. So, like, that was, like, one of the biggest things is just people being so affectionate. And, yeah, my family, like, we're not a hugging – like, we'll do, like, the, oh, it's nice to see you. But people out here, like, they're really into the embrace. They're really into it. Yeah. And, like, the kissing, too. Like, that was my first kiss. COVID's done a wonder on <laughs> the culture of Rhode Island. It's amazing. I, I have found – I've been wearing my mask outside, even though – Governor McKee just lifted the mask ban. I've been wearing my mask outside because the pollen is ridiculous. Mm. And the one time I didn't wear my mask when I walked down to work, I was sneezing the whole way. 
Yeah, honestly, these masks are like the best thing for people with allergies. That and Zyrtec. Yeah. No. Zizol. I'm Z- <laughs> hashtag Zizol. Woo. Sponsorship. Sponsorship. Not sponsored. So now we're going to get into talking about last week's episode of Anchor the Show. And it was the <laughs> Tordy Krusty, which if nobody, if some folks didn't get that, that was about history, like crusty, like old. <laughs> like Not Krusty the Clown. Not Krusty the Clown. No. No, not at all. Um, so... The History Walk, that was our first episode outside of the studio. And, oh, my God, I had so much anxiety. There, like, I can't tell you how many times Ripto was like, bus is turning. I was like, bus needs to stop turning. I need to that, do my lines. That noise makes saves lives. It, so you're really kind of does. a horrible person for I being know. mad at that. I figured, yeah. Like, working, yeah, working up in City Hall, which is right where we were, you can hear – Buses turning all day, every day. And I know that people, like, really also like that skating rink that that's there in the winter. But I, if I hear Selena Gomez one more time while I'm tra- – well, obviously, I, I actually don't work there now anymore. So yeah. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And also, Selena puts out some bangers. Yeah. I think she, she just got married. No. That was – was – no. Ariana Grande. There you go. Yeah. Any hooters. Okay. So this episode, it was really fun to shoot. I had a blast writing it because I, you know, studied Rhode Island history and it came, I want to say like naturally to me, like there is like a little bit of performance enhancing drugs. (laughs) And by that, I mean cold brew and my Adderall. But yeah, talking about the exchange, well, now Kennedy Plaza and then Burnside Park and the Cove and then the State House. It was it was a huge blast. Um, yeah, it was nice to see downtown a bit a bit of a bustle again, if you will. And honestly, like parking's never been easier, so I'm kind of into it. Can I keep it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can we just keep it at a low key kind yeah. of a thing? When's the next pandemic? Yeah. Hashtag pandemic parking. I love it. It's pan oh, parking in Providence is like if you if you live in Providence and you don't have a designated parking spot. You have to pay like hundred something, I think, a year to park. Even if your street is like, even if the city forgot that your street existed, you still have to pay to park. And I'm only saying this um, because I don't know who's listening. So I do pay to park. I think um, <laughs> it's it's a beautiful place. Providence is really a beautiful place. It's hundred dollars for a year, and it's actually reasonable to keep up the streets and support our education system. So. Please do it. At least works with the state. <laughs> so the Tordy Krusty loved it. So today we're going to be going through the episode and giving you guys like a little bit of a backstory about these locations, kind of the, the cool stuff that, I don't know, Elise and I both talk about, like that we don't get recorded talking about. And our friends are like, you we don't like this. We don't care anymore. You need to stop taking over the conversation. <laughs> but it comes in, it really comes in handy during trivia when like that one in a million chance they ask a Rhode Island history question, which is never. Like who's the guy on top of the state house? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, independent man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's him. hundred points. You get a free cancer. Please. So can we're going to start with Kennedy Plaza. Kennedy Plaza Used to be known as Exchange Place, no longer, 
Um, and it had the Union Passenger Depot, which I will put a photo of this on our Instagram page and you guys can check, check it out. But it used to be this like big honking structure and it was built in 1848. And at the time that it was built, it was the biggest train station in the country. It was about 625 feet long. Yep. I wrote that down. It was huge. Guys, like Providence was supposed to be big. I know that it... Like, it's like a baby city now. People call it, like, an illegitimate city. It's a real city. There was a charter. Uh, I believe it was 1832. Now, yeah, that's my password for a few things. <laughs> Not for all. Bank of America card. No, I'm good. <laughs> Got to change some stuff around now. But it was, yeah, it was this, like, giant building with trains. So, like, Providence Penn Station. Yeah, it's like the, you know how, like with baseball, it was like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. This was like the Penn Station of Providence. Yeah, sports. Yeah. Go team. <laughs> Providence Grace. I, I've seen most sports movies, but I'm not familiar with, was Christopher Lloyd in that one? <laughs> Angels in the outfield. Maybe. Actually, that makes me, uh, how do you feel about the Paw Sox leaving? <laughs> oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this. I mean, I, I really just wanted the hat. Like, if we're going to be honest, I just needed one more season, like pre-COVID. Just get the hat. That would have allowed me to have that Quahog hat. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Did yeah. You, did you ever get the uh, Pawtucket Hot Wieners hat? No. Also missed out on that one. So if I could just have a hot a hat sale, <laughs> hot sale. A hat sale, please. Then I would be into it. I mean, like, I'm also only go to baseball games for the hot tags, but that goes without saying. And last year I went to, nope, two years ago, because COVID time, I went to my first Red Sox versus uh, Royals game. Oh. Yeah. The seats are so small at Fenway. And like, they're yeah. bigger now, yeah. but I'm bigger than any person that's ever lived in Boston. <laughs> but it's like the price, the price of the, like per square inch of this seat, like it's astronomical. Like, yes, the Red Sox are good. Well, okay. Not last year, but like they used to be good. Um at least during that run, Whoa, 2004 to 2018. No I don't clue. know. I'm a diehard Mariners fan, and it's the saddest Feels like thing. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we're going to do an entire episode on the history of the Seattle Mariners, even though it has nothing to do with Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. I'm sure you could make some connection. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> The sea, um, we have the color blue, they're the color blue. All right, I could do it. Was Charlie Sheen in that movie? <laughs> maybe if there was a movie nobody wants to do a movie on the mariners so okay so back to back to talking all thing in my head about dan marino but then i was like no that's football from ace ventura <laughs> stop it at least you don't know anything about sports <laughs> so i'll just let you go go ahead sports, it's go time <laughs> yeah uh it's history go time Woo. okay so the depot burned down in 1896 <laughs> whoa you really just glossed over that like it was an intentional situation like it was a demolition or like some sort of byproduct of shoddy craftsmanship in an accident well like with providence you can't really tell ever. okay <laughs> i'll take I mean, it there's been one thing that's historically relevant throughout time in Providence. It's the, was that intentional? Was that intentional? So actually, okay, so they were building a whole new Union Station while it burned down. Mm. So I don't know. I know that fire insurance started in Rhode Island in one of the Vills. Oh. Yeah. So maybe they like, they're like, oh, cool, I can cash in on this like right quick. But we don't know that part. We don't know that yet. That's going to do. Tune into episode six. <laughs> When Shanna has not slept. 
since episode <laughs> 01. So the depot is actually, this is my favorite part, and it actually makes me a little sad considering I'm older than this guy, but the guy who designed the depot, the passenger depot, this big honking depot, was only 22 years old. Oh. Wait. So I guess having like 20 years experience, a master's, and $150,000 in student loan debt wasn't a prequalification for a job back then? Not then, but now. Yeah. Hashtag student loan forgiveness. <laughs> I, like, yeah. There's 150,000 reasons why student loan debt should be erased. And, and every one of them is attached to my debt. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Great Lakes is like, we know those reasons. We know them very well. <laughs> pay, your, pay your loans. So, yeah. So Thomas Teft was his name and he was 22. And still a student at Brown when he designed this. And he must have been some kind of wonderkin, but I looked him up and he died like 11 years later. So he was probably just like getting his fill in then. Wow. Yeah. I think that's how life works. Yeah. <laughs> you just ride high off of your your Union Station architecture dreams and then just circle around the country telling everybody about it. People have never been here because nobody traveled back then. <laughs> nobody. Even even Rhode Islanders back in the day, they couldn't go more than 20 minutes. Oh, you mean today? I go to Trader Joe's at least once a week, sometimes twice. Yeah. Um, Target at least three times a week. And if I drive fast, it takes me under 20 minutes to get there. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing, really. Like, I think they've actually started recognizing me at Target. There's probably a closer Target to you. Uh, Lincoln? No, Smithfield. North Smithfield? Yeah, Smithfield. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Episode <done>. 7. <laughs> Shana goes to Target. Shana goes to Target. Shana figures out how to be efficient. <laughs> that's that's one thing that I still haven't really taken to since being in Rhode Island is to be quick and efficient. I still have that very, very, like, laid-back West Coast style, except for when I'm on the West Coast. Like, I was I was just home for a week about two weeks ago or so, and oh, my gosh. I think when they were printing out Merriam-Webster and they were <laughs> distributing it to the West Coast, they're like, you know what? One word we don't need. Urgency. I was always too fast for the Midwest and South, too. <laughs> They're just like, get out of here. Get out of my worry. <laughs> so I get it. I absolutely get it. It's like the strong legs. But Rhode Island invented work smarter, not harder. True. I, I still don't really get it. But we'll discuss that more on episode nine. <laughs> We're already planning out all of our episodes right now. <laughs> Someone's taking notes of this, I hope. <laughs> Please. So we did have a reason for being here today. It is to join... Everybody in holy no. Uh, we're talking so let's get back to KP to Kennedy Plaza. Kennedy Plaza was not always Kennedy Plaza. It was Union or Exchange Place for a for a hot sec. And it was renamed Kennedy Plaza after John F. Kennedy. Um he spoke there a day before he was elected in 1960. He spoke to the crowd of people. Um I have no idea what he might have said because there was no such thing as- true, but no ways that's not him. <laughs> So close. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll come up with some JFK quotes. I don't know any. Well, there's the internet. Um, oh, I was like, he didn't invent the internet? <laughs> That's crazy, Shay. No. That was Bob Dole. <laughs> <laughs> that was Michael Scott. But yeah, he spoke there the day before he was elected in 1960, and Unfortunately, something happened to him a few years later, and that's why Kennedy Plaza was Kennedy Plaza. 
they, yeah, they renamed it in 1965. So I wasn't around then mm. to, you know, give the, give the deets. <laughs> but Kennedy Plaza, it's an interesting place in that it's always been kind of the same thing since the early 19th century. It's been a transportation hub. So now there's Ripta there. There, first it started as a place to shuttle in mill workers, shuttle in and out mill workers. And then it became a place for people eventually to park in the early, well, when automobiles became popular in the 20th century. And then people just loved cars so much that they bought them. And like I said, I was not around during this time. I can only watch PBS. What's that? What's that one show on PBS? Um, is it PBS? It has like, it's not called Aura or Nora. No, COVID? <laughs> no. It's also had this one monument there. It's called the Soldiers and Sailors Monument. They've had it there for a while. I mean, since it was... The- 1871, I think. Oh. Yeah. On top of your head. <laughs> I'm good at that stuff like that. <laughs> but my favorite thing about all of the pictures about Kennedy Plaza, and it's moving, and we've got cars there, we've got trains there, we've got people there, we've got buses there. We never have bathrooms there. Um, we'll get to that in a moment, though. Mm-hmm. But every single decade or iteration, the monument moved, and it still stands strong. And so up, it's closer to Providence City Hall. Sometimes it's closer to the Superman building. Side note, it has nothing to do with Superman. And ev- almost every city, like mid-sized city in the country, has a very similar-looking yeah. building. Everybody's like, we invented Superman. And we have like, one in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't understand why we're, like, we're so excited about this freaking building. Well, I can tell you, hot take, let's mow the thing down, make it municipal parking, put a park on top, charge it for weddings because it's got a nice view of downtown and make us some money. But we'll talk about that later. Episode 11. (laughs) Episode 11. (laughs) What to do with Superman building. Um, But either way, like that continuously, that that monument has stood the test of time, time. And recently the Providence Foundation has done a lot of work to help support it and to rebuild it and, and, bring a lot more awareness to the monument and what it stood for and how we, I mean, I don't know what it stood for, but it's really important monument. And I'm really excited that it continues to move around because it's kind of one of the only things that just continues to stick. It's the monument fairies. Middle of the night. I know it's not the parks parks department moving it. (laughs) Somebody's moving it and it just continues to stay there. But it just, there's some sort of nostalgia Like, no matter what else happens, it's like your grandma's house. Like, there's always something there that no matter what else happens in the house, it's always there. Like, years later, you find out, like, they've renovated everything, but it's still there. And maybe it's a vase, but then you find out, like... A vase. A vase. Like, maybe, like, that's where your grandma's first husband's ashes were, and nobody even knew she was married. Um, And, like, you could just hear this, like, slight heartbeat or something. I don't know. (laughs) Wait, was that an Edgar Allan Poe reference? It felt like it. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, a show uh, that was on Disney Channel. Okay. I know that Boy Meets World exists, but this was Girl Meets World. Um, How old are you? We Should we even be 15. doing this podcast together? <laughs> Certainly not, Chris. I don't even know who Topanga is. <laughs> <laughs> so there was an episode called The Telltale Tot. Like, Tater Tot. Yeah. I didn't know Telltale Heart was a thing until... Oh, so you're not a Simpsons fan because you would have known that from the Halloween Spectacular. Not a Simpsons fan, no. Man, Mm -mm. it's probably because you don't understand it. I only watch the news. I used to tell my mom that when she would catch me watching Simpsons. She was, did not like that. (laughs) She did not like that at all. What about a family guy? 
I mean, this is a Rhode Island podcast. Yeah. I love Family Guy. I, I think it's really funny. I actually like American Dad a little bit more just because of Roger. I mean, ultimately, it's really just Roger. Just Roger. Yeah. Um, well, of course, because you love Roger Williams. <laughs> hey. hey. I did not have that written All down. Back. That was off the top of my head. Um, so before we head on to the next place, Kennedy Plaza, like I said, it's always been like kind of a transportation place, except for a few decades in the 20th century when people were really into cars, and that's when it became a parking lot. But when Buddy came around, when Buddy strolled into City Hall, he the first time, the first time, the second time, I think like the very first the third time, time he, he was a baby, he just like walked. He's like, "This is my city," and they're like, "Sir, you're five years old." <laughs> I'm here to pick up my birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go, go all the way up to the archives and have to get sent back down to vitals and then back up. And then it's a whole it's a whole shebang. So, yeah, Buddy noticed that, hey, why are all the Riptas all around the city? This is causing, like, mad congestion. Let's put it all in one place. Um, also, apparently, pollution, too. That was a thing. Um, you know, which relevant Green New Deal. Also relevant because they're going to – they're trying to move the Ripta buses out of Kennedy Plaza, which I don't know how good of an idea that is, um, but that is – we don't have two hours to talk. Yeah. But, <laughs> Tune yeah. into episode 12 where we <laughs> talk about the Ripta buses moving. Exactly. But I also would like to lodge a formal complaint about bathroom availability and accessibility in the Kennedy Plaza area, um, which we can talk about in another podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I would say potties or infrastructure. Uh, potties? Potties. Pot- potties. <laughs> Potty people. But, no, <laughs> but also potty people. You can, <laughs> people got a potty. <laughs> you can have a potty in the potty. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely need to have bathrooms in Kennedy Plaza. It's like people deserve to go to the bathroom. They need to go to the bathroom. And City Hall right now, it's it's a pain to get into City Hall right now. But also, fun fact, City Hall is not ADA accessible. Not fully. Not fully. I mean, it, you can get in, but once you're in, you might need some assistance. But <laughs> yeah, I hope nobody like wants to go to the archives if they need ADA accommodations because there's 10, I counted 10 stairs from the fifth floor up until like the fifth and a half floor, like the baby floor. Yeah. You can't, you can't get up there. So Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. If you have any sort of mobility issues or need assistance in a lot of the, if you're a ghost, you can just float right on up. (laughs) So do I get to mention now that I'm ghost hunters famous or is it at the end of the podcast? So Elise is a ghost. No, I'm not a ghost. She was the ghost on Ghost Hunters. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> Welcome. A we'll talk about that later. But you guys all know me. I'm yeah. famous. <laughs> you know me, hair flip. Yeah, you you saw me on Ghost Hunters. <laughs> ghost Hunters. She would do her do a hair flip if it knock off her headphones. Just imagine. <laughs> Just imagine. So, Kenny Plaza. We're moving over a little bit, as did as we did in the episode to Burnside Park, and just like. Right quick, I want to settle the pronunciation of a word. I said Bajnati. Elise says Banyati. <laughs> and who's right? Elise is. Elise is right. Elise. Most is right. of the time. Elise is right. Elise is a cancer. I am a cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm an Aries, so I into that. My for people who care, my moon sign is in Cancer and my sun sign is Aries. And that oh mm. I don't even know where you figure that stuff out. Like, how white do you have to be to get that kind of information? Like, does it come with, like, after you graduate college and you have generational wealth? Or, like, what happens? Like, when do you get that? 
I believe it's in like second period advocacy in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to go to those uh, those those schools. <laughs> yeah, I which I mean, there's college classes dedicated to that, but I don't think they're accredited. Wait, for real? Yeah. What kind of hippie college mumbo jumbo is that? I'm glad you asked. It's the Evergreen <laughs> State College. Was that in one of Olympia, the, Washington? Was that one of the seven colleges and universities that you've attended? No, I had a basketball tournament there one time, and their mascot is the Gooey Ducks, but okay. it's spelled like Geoducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is turning into a Washington podcast. Is a Gooey Duck a real thing? Oh yeah. Go- well, Google it, but like not at work. Okay. <laughs> And it's a college mascot? <laughs> yeah. But it's not safe for work. It's not an accredited mascot. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm in. So, Banyati, Bajnati, whomstever, ever you say it, he was a dude, an Italian count, Count Mon Count, in, from Italy, and he had this great love for Carrie Brown, who was a part of the Brown family. So, if you go to the Brown University campus, that big tower, that is called the Carrie Tower. And not because a bunch of people carried it up there. They built it right there. Um, but he just, like, he fell in love with this woman just head over heels. Like, what do they call, what do they call shoes back then? What are they called? Shoes what, back what then? I think shoes? they were called shoes. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we changed it somewhere around 1920. I was going to say knickers, but those are definitely pants. Those are underwear. Yeah. Knickers are <laughs> underwear. Oh, yep. They're sub pants. <laughs> Underwear was my second guess. What do they call hair back then? <laughs> a problem. Um, it had to be up in a bun. So Paul Bagnati, Bagnati. I thought you meant Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I didn't know that he was a famous actor because the first time I saw him what? was in. <laughs> I know. Catch this. First. <laughs> first time I saw. First time I saw. Paul Giamatti was in Big Fat Liar. That's really <laughs> recent, right? Like, when yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was um, Mar- Marty Wolf. Oh my god! Yeah, and there was Frankie Muniz, and there was Amanda Bynes, and there was um oh, what's his? Oh, eh, nope, can't figure it out. It's not off the top of my I head. I want to apologize personally to Paul Giamatti <laughs> for Shade's dis- utter disrespect, or really anybody named Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> can we just talk about the highlights in Amanda Bynes' hair from that movie? I can. Are we allowed to cuss on this? Remember when she tweeted out that she wanted Drake to murder her pussy? <laughs> I'm sure we'll have to edit that out. But that part is still my favorite. I actually have an ex-boyfriend who was obsessed with Amanda Bynes. Like, watched every single movie because they, like, all led back to, like, Shakespearean, like, <laughs> remakes and, like, stuff. Like, like no, you're just a weird pervert. And so, like, when she started kind of falling off the deep end. And, like, again, I think that we should all talk more about mental health and things like that. I'm glad that she's found the assistance that she needs in life to, like, even herself out and feel whole. But I was like, she's never as crazy as I am. <laughs> She could shave her head all she wants. I used to want this. Watch this. And he's like, I'm married. Please cop- stop calling me. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. Um, so sounds like he was a little creeped out, which. <laughs> Open Yachty or, yeah. <laughs> or my ex-boyfriend? <laughs> yes, both. <laughs> so that was a perfect segue. We we planned that whole <laughs> convo about Paul Giamatti and Elise's ex-boyfriend. Um, so Paul Bagnati. Loved Carrie Brown. Um, 
Carrie Brown passed away. Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. Um, and he, he, so he also died. Like, so this was like. <laughs> of a broken heart. Oh. <laughs> I like that you're laughing through this tragedy. <laughs> this absolute tragedy. This love story that <laughs> shaped the history of Rhode Island. I'm a laugher. When things get weird, I laugh. A nervous laughter. Yeah. Don't take her to a funeral, kids. Ooh. <laughs> Grandma's nails look nice. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful, Elise. Thank you. Um, so Paul gave a lot of money to Providence because he died after Carrie. And he just wanted to – oh, as I should point out before we go any further, Providence used to be poppin' and they they thought it was going to be more poppin'. Mm. That's probably <laughs> – They thought it was going to be lit, but it was not. It did not. No. I was laughing at the word poppin' given the recent <laughs> – Jesus Christ. The recent news. Um, so Paul gave this money to the city, and that's why you have that nice pretty fountain in the middle of Burnside Park with the carved women doing, like, acrobatics. Okay, um, I'll take it from here, Shay. Um, my super famous famous friend, Carla Ritchie, who's an Emmy-nominated filmmaker and lives right here in Rhode Island, is actually making a short piece right now about the love story behind the Benyati Fountain. And so they talk about how the love story between... Uh, Miss Carrie Brown and Count Paul Benyati put some respect on his name. Anyway, respect. <laughs> that how that love story came to be, and the different pieces of the um, of the fountain that was carved out of the the love story, but then also historical mythological love stories. And there's this really really beautiful story about how all of it came together, and it was a kind of a presentation to this man the Count's love of Rhode Island because it gave him the love of his life. And so I just think that that's a really beautiful, you know, gesture or statement. And so it's while we didn't get to work out because I think they may, she may have passed away either just after they were married or right before they were married, but he wanted to show Rhode Island the love that he finally found, because I think there was a little bit of a May December romance here, (laughs) but either way, I think it was just an amazing story. And, um, but there's a little bit more. So it's not just like, oh, they fell in love. She unexpectedly passed away. There happens to be a fountain. Then he passed away. And then it kind of got a little weird. Yeah. So, spoiler, he died. Um, This was also beginning of the 20th century. So um, if he was alive, that'd be real weird. He also gave money. He wanted to give money to the city of Providence, about 10 grand, which today is roughly 150 grand for them to gift to a woman, to a girl um, every year that, and this is in quotes, by her conduct and family virtue deserves it. And she must've been a, also in quotes, daughter of the common people. And that Mayor Gaynor was creeped out. <laughs> and he was like, this guy, like, oh, it's like, it's like that weird, like, that really, like, weird, like, donor benefactor that, like, you're like, I need the money. Like, I'm I don't sh- know if I want your money. It feels a little dirty. Like, dirty water. Are they, like, measuring someone's virtue? Like, how, like, the prince went around to try, everybody try on the shoe for Cinderella? <laughs> like, is there, is there like, a, a, like, a ruler or, like, some sort of, like, criteria? Because... If we're just naming virtue, I think I'm owed some money. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm a daughter of the common person. <laughs> a, a daughter of the common people. 
Um, yeah, that's when it clips to me picking my nose. Um, so <laughs> that's for free. That's free content. Um, so yeah, Mayor Gaynor was like freaked out and he said, I have to pick this girl to give money to by her virtue and I have to be the person to do this. He was married, so he was probably, he might have just been saying this for lip service. I have no idea. I didn't know Mayor, Mayor Gaynor. Personally. You just knew him in a professional capacity. I, yeah, that's why I'm saying Mayor Gaynor. I'm not saying his first name. Yeah. yeah. I'm like Paul. <laughs> Count Paul. Paul Benyati of something something Italy. <laughs> of something something Italy. Um, yeah, I do this thing where I refer to people who should be referred to as like Senator Sam Bell. I was like, oh, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's because you believe in an egalitarian society. Yeah. Everybody's equal. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah. So the way that you want to move through this world. And that's perfectly fine. It's beautiful. I also just called Secretary Raimondo. I just call her Gina. I've I, Okay, so I met her within the first about month that I lived in Rhode Island, and I had no idea who she was. She talks about you all the time. I know. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Actually, we text now. Her number is 401. No, she's probably got one that's like fancy DC numbers right now. No, I think she'd stick with the old one. Yeah. Oh, she would have two phones. Oh. No, she would not have two phones, producer person that we've not named. <laughs> Nor will we ever. Ever. After an outburst. Like He's that. waving his hands around. He's like, do not say <laughs> Ezra. I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> do not say it. So it, Mayor Gaynor didn't want to have this weird Paul money. Didn't want any kind of Paul money. So this award didn't end up happening. Sorry, go ahead. Of all the people named Paul in this world, what a name, like, the name Paul. It's biblical. Oh. So I was raised agnostic. <laughs> Incredibly agnostic. Like, I know that like every- you didn't know anything existed? I did. I grew up like that. I grew up in Southeast Missouri, and the kids at the after-school program would be like, Elise, how many books are in the Bible? And I was like, that's a trick question. There's only one Bible. There's many iterations of it based on culture and community, but there's only one Bible. And they were like, uh, no. And I was like- what? Like what chapters. Why didn't anybody just explain to me they were chapters or books? How old were you guys? Um, we were, I had to have been like nine or ten. Tara Eubanks. I've never forgotten that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know that Paul is biblical because I was raised incredibly agnostic. And I know like people here who there's some flavor of Catholic usually. Yeah. Out there, like if you went to church, you were the odd person out. Like I forgot that church existed when I went home the other week. And I was like, oh, Lutheran. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Luke, there's something aside from being Catholic, which my name is Shana Weintraub and I'm Jewish, so I should know that. <laughs> also, you you guys kind of believe in the Bible up until become, Jesus becomes magical. But, like, that's a different that, – that's episode 15. <laughs> um, which is one – as a side note – We which, have Bishop Tobin on as a special guest <laughs> for episode 15. I'm like, Bishop we Tobin – We ask him how many books are in the Bible. <laughs> Show you. Bishop, sir. Um, I would call him by his first name if I knew it. I'll call him Toby. Toby. Um, do you know that? Toby Tobin? <laughs> There's William Williams out there. Toby Tobin. Um, <clears throat> so, quick chat. Um, oh, his name is Thomas. Thomas Joseph Tobin. Do you get, like, a Catholic name from them? TJT. Like, you know, like, how, like, the Pope gets a new name? Like, when you're, because he's not Pope John Paul. Like, they give him a name. Like, your confirmation name? Yeah, sure. 
that. Do I look Catholic? <laughs> My grandfather told me, told me to never trust anybody with thin lips or Catholics. So confirmed. Oh, I would Freaky Friday with a Catholic just to figure out what it's like. Well good thing that there's an abundance of them like i'm pretty sure that most of my friends here who are from rhode island they all had some like catholic reawakening experience like once they hit a certain age they're like oh my god i don't want to do this except for uh, christmas eve mass which is very nice and it's very pretty the poinsettias are always on point poinsettia um i do i i i have a friend who sometimes i go when when I don't go home for the holidays, I'll go with her family to Christmas Eve mass. And I don't get up to have the communion. No, especially Bishop Tobin's snack. He'd be like, uh, why I yada? No, why I yada <laughs> tweet at you guys? I Seriously, like people. what's up with like tweeting out like shitty things now? Like say it to my face. It Yeah, exactly. Like Come there's a difference me. between like tweeting shitty things and shit tweeting, shit posting. Mm. Like, it, it's completely different. But, yeah. So, Bishop Tobin, Toby, Toby Tobin, we did determine his name is Thomas. Joseph Thomas. Joseph Thomas? Thomas Joseph. Thomas Joseph. Thomas Joseph. Thomas. Yeah. So, Thomas. TJ. TJ Tobin. TJ T. TJ Tobin. He sounds way cooler with that TJ name. Um, Got the cool hats. Wicka, wicka. We're DJs now. I'm not. DJ talks too much. (laughs) (laughs) Guess which one that is. Me or her? Same. Same person. Um, It's our gift, really. But one thing that I hope that TJT knows is that Rhode Island is where the separation of church and state started. Literally. Literally. Our boy Raj got kicked out of RW. Our dubs. Big R dubs. I knew somebody, actually, I know, I know more than one somebody. I knew somebody who went to Roger Williams and I asked her one time, she was in an undergrad and graduate program there, but I asked her, do you guys have to like know who Roger Williams is? And she's like, oh, no clue. Ah. Yeah. I feel like that's a missed experience. Yeah. I went to Rhode Island College. I had to know what Rhode Island was. State schools. State schools. I went to five of them. Yeah, we know. Yeah. I did episode four. Tour to college. (laughs) Tour to college. Tour to college. The first one had impeccable hot dogs. Ooh. Yeah. That was the University of Arizona. That makes sense. The fun thing about going to so many colleges is you can decide which one does what best. And because I was paying more than an arm and a leg, I was paying also my twin sister. I had to sell her. You have a twin? I have. I do. Shout out to Zoe Elizabeth. Text me back, please. So... I, my mind is blown right now. You just seem like somebody, like a like the youngest child of a bunch, like an, the accident child from some older siblings. Like that's your personality type. So the fact that you have like a counterpart, yeah, we're we're very different. She was actually one of the people who was religious in high school. She was like one of five of nine hundred people in my high school that went to church. Oh, well, I guess there's Jewish like more than five synagogue. Oh, temple. so no, so she converted. Which was beautiful. She got baptized, and for people back home who are listening, the SLU. You don't need to know what the SLU is to, like, Well, that's St. Louis University to me, because I'm from Missouri. Oh. This is, like, (laughs) S-L-E-W. Oh, no. Like, this is S-L-U. You can, like, kind of get an idea of what the SLU is. We'll talk more about this. Well, let's do the podcast, because I have so many questions now. Like, wait, your Jewish sister converted to some sort of Christianity? (laughs) Some sect. She went to... uh, 
She actually went. She missed out on a birthright trip. She could have just waited. We can still do birthright. I won't let her. I'll write a letter. (laughs) Well, she, so she went to Bible college for about three years. And I believe the story goes, I might be making it up for her, but she wanted to study sociology or she was in a sociology class. And they started talking about how gay marriage is a sin. And she's like, sociology, maybe behind gender and women's studies, should be the most liberal, like, study you can have in college. And you're telling me that gay marriage is bad? Gay marriage is beautiful, guys. That's just the one marriage. that I'm going to have. Yeah. It's not a black movie. It's just a movie. <laughs> it's... So the Bagnati the, fountain. The Bagnati fountain. The Bagnati. Paul. It started with Paul. Hi, Paul. It, it all started with Paul. It all started with Paul. Okay, I think that's enough for the Burnside and KP area. So we're going to just switch cut, on over right to... Just let's let's do let's do the cove. Let's Perfect. Do the cove. How many people out there knew what the cove was? It's not an underground bar in Providence, although it could be. It should be now. Board of licensing. I'll be taking a trip to you soon. <laughs> Got to get that liquor license. <laughs> that liquor. So the cove um, is kind of Water Place Park. I mean, you have to remember that we've moved rivers and made parking lots, and then removed those parking lots and made bridges, and then moved those bridges and made water, and then we now we have kayaks. Um, but either way, the cove is actually a, um, I'm going to ruin the way that this is said, (laughs) but it's, if we're going to talk about water place park, then we should actually talk about Maswascut. I'm always going to ruin it, but I'm going to try. And that's really the most important piece of this, um, is Maswascut is actually an Algonquin term that translates to English about the land between the two rivers. So it's describing a traditional landscape, ultimately, where the areas of the Wanaskatucket can say that one, and the Mashaskut rivers. Did I say that right, Shay? Mashasuk. Mashasuk rivers that have come to be known as Providence, Rhode Island. So right there in the middle and a number of um, communities or indigenous folks actually met up there and would talk about things and, and work out pieces. But ultimately it was, it was this primary means, these riverways were primary means for transportation and goods back with indigenous folks. But then obviously why would you reinvent the wheel? (laughs) (laughs) But so when the settlers came in, hashtag colonialism, Um, they started to use the same riverways as well. But eventually those riverways get led over to railroads because it was easier and you can go further and you didn't have to worry about canals and what have you. And so we had this opportunity to kind of like move all of these things around. Um, So that actually that brings up a great topic, which we should include in this is that when we say like the state of Rhode Island, we talk about it as a whole, it, has not always been the state of Rhode Island. It was not always Rhode Island. Before that, it was the land of the Pequot, the Narragansett, Wampanoag, I believe. I, I, If I remember correctly, and my friend Ray Watson will murder me if I don't remember this correctly, but Wampanoag actually just means people of the East. So, like... It was just a catch-all term because we like to just put people in buckets. <laughs> oh, love that. Yes, we do. Um, Hashtag Anglophile. (laughs) Anglophile. So Roger Williams, he did – he boot scooted and boogied from the Massachusetts Bay Colony down to what is now the state of Rhode Island, period. (laughs) Anywho. Not the plantations. Okay. I get it. I get it. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So (laughs) – So Roger Williams came down here and, like, Mm -hmm. what else happened? 
So he walked. So he got kicked out because he was, you can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Ah, beautiful. So he was preaching some like baby back bullshit to the Puritans up yonder. Radical. Radical. Little rascal. Um, He kind of like believed in equality, like with like the re- like religions, like religious. And people. Weird. <laughs> What? Maybe not women specifically, uh, but like people. That like was men Hutchinson. should be able to. Yeah, we'll get into her <laughs> oh later. My God. Love her. <laughs> but either way, like he was like, why can't we just all kind of hang out and do whatever you want to do if it doesn't hurt anybody else? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we're from New England. We're Pats fans. We have Bill Belichick. He's like, no fun. So perfect. Like they, Bill Belichick's like really living the life of. He's selling it. He's is that the guy with the sweatshirts that he cuts the sleeves off of? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. That's that's a Billy Boy. BB. Um, so Roger Williams came down because he was kicked out. And he was actually, they told him, look, you gotta get. And he was a little this was during the wintertime. He was a little bit sick, a little, little cold, not COVID yet. Um, they didn't have masks. They didn't have their old navy masks. And he's like, no, you know what? I'm gonna go. Because I, I skipped a part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. I got kicked out. Then I, I went. <laughs> I got kicked out and I said, okay, mom. No. So he was sick. It was the middle of winter. And they're like, you can stay, but you cannot say that people are equal. That's insane. Insane. So that's when he said verbatim, nah. And then he and some other folks walked down to what is now the state of Rhode Island at they had some trips along. They went to a couple of, like, KOAs along the way. Um, it's, oh, nobody up here is going to get that as a rest as a, a highway uh, rest stop <laughs> brand. <laughs> nobody is going to get that. Like, somebody... So they stopped at a Cumbies. <laughs> you have to use <laughs> local terminology for things. Local. So they stopped at a couple of Cumbies for some roller dogs and an iced coffee. It's wild to me that they branded campsites. Yeah. With a K. Yeah. Campgrounds of America. Yeah. KOA. So he okay. went to, yeah. So he actually, he stopped at a KOA. He stayed the night and then he went to a Cumbies the next morning to mm-hmm. get his coffee. Very important. Because America runs on Duncan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gotta love Duncan. The Washington Street Duncan downtown. It's top notch. I miss you guys. So Service much. is real there. Amazing. That's like the City Hall's unofficial sponsored Duncan. 100%. Yeah. Like everybody oh, has mad late. stories about that. We should just do a podcast from there one day and I can tell you all the fun stories about it. <laughs> Live and in person. Yeah. yeah. I used to walk down the street and they would see me coming and I would stand outside and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> when I smoke, you shouldn't smoke anymore, kids. It's bad for you. But if you did, do it out front of the Duncan. People still ask you for cigarettes, but they know you don't mean business. But then <laughs> while I was smoking a cigarette, the girls in the back would just make my food. So I'd walk in and bypass the entire line. <laughs> I felt like such a boss. That was before you could call ahead. Before the app? Yeah, before the app, before you could call ahead. This was like 2013, 2014. That's amazing. That's service. Yeah, no. I run this city. I think it's Duncan. It's me. (laughs) At least actually is the mayor of Providence. Uh, So Roger Williams. So Roger Roger Williams quit Massachusetts. Yeah. But the Massachusetts history of taxation and land grabbing, a.k.a. the Salem Witch Trial, is all interconnected with – I mean, that was pre- prior to or post. I always forget to get those things confused. Roger Williams hop, skipping, and jumping down to Rhode Island. But ultimately, he came here to uh, participate in what some would eventually call a lively experiment. <gasps> I love that name. I love that name. That's 
that could have been our podcast name, but somebody already took it. Yeah, like seven other people already took it. Yeah. It's like once like people like figure it out, like they learn that, like lively experiment. They're like, oh my gosh, I can brand so many things. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. But so so Roger Williams, so basically he left Massachusetts. He came down here and he started talking to a couple friends like that he brought from Massachusetts. And yeah. then he talked to a number of the indigenous tribes down here. And he was mm-hmm. like, yo, I mean no harm. I'm not trying to murk you like those people from, you know, Provincetown slash Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Those um, assholes. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, chill. (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to chill. I'm trying to be me. You do you. And, like, I'll hang out. And they're like, "Mm, we really trust this guy. And they were like, "Mm, yeah, I guess it'll work. Like, what are we going to do? It's a lively experiment. It's like, like, all right. All right, Raj. Yeah. (laughs) That tree, that water, that rock. Try and figure it out. See what happens. Mm -hmm. So what happens? So they – so it was Canonicus and Mindanomi. Mm-hmm. I believe is how you say it correctly. I yes. believe so. So they gave the land. I forget what their official titles were within their tribes, but they deeded this land to Providence. The Lively Experiment. The Lively Experiment, um, which was second in voting for our official state name. <laughs> Would have been a little, a little bit of a tongue twister. The Lively but... Experiment in Providence Plantations. Yeah. <laughs> not that kind of plantation. That's not a legitimate Excuse, guys. But also still. Yeah. Also still. Yeah. Um, so th- there's the deed, and it used to be at the State House. Mm-hmm. It used to be in the Charter Museum, but it is now with the City of Providence. Where it belongs. Mm-hmm. So. I've touched it. Like, not like the actual, like, through the protective stuff. Yeah, or like in the like the folder sheet, mm-hmm. <laughs> that plastic thing. All yeah, right, that's cool. That's so cool. I touched the one of the original declarations of independence. Mm-hmm. Sorry, State Archives. I should have never said that. <laughs> right? Do you still work there, Jason? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> probably not. But so, so my understanding is that Roger Williams was like cool, and like the Indian, the Native Americans were like, or Indigenous folks were like cool. And then everybody was like, cool, this is going to work. We're going to do it. And the Massachusetts like, uh, no, we're going to tell England because, like, this is not a good idea. And they're going to get so mad at you. Mm-hmm. And that is a segue into us talking about the State House, which was the last stop on the tour day, Krusty. Beautiful place. It was. It started to be built in 1895 because before then, as I mentioned in the video, they would go to the county courthouses and that's where they would do their business. The General Assembly, and as as Rhode Islanders are aware, each courthouse is more than 20 minutes away from each other. (laughs) So work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder, they said. And they're like, we're going to bring everybody up to Providence, the state capital. Providence wasn't always a state capital. Newport was a state capital for a while. I believe so. Mm -hmm. We had two. We had two. We had more than two. Two state capitals, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think Jamestown was one as well because they were incorporated. They were at least 17. At one point? No, that's a lie. That's totally a lie. Yeah. I said that because I know that I don't know the actual number. And I'm so just, we're just making, making up math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way. <laughs> Either way. We built the state house. We built the state house. At there's least I built the state house. Yeah, there's something really specific about it. Like there's it's one of four something. It's one of four largest self-supporting domes. In the world? In the world. What are the other ones? Okay. I'm so glad you asked because I know the exact answer. I had a number of friends uh, through the Rhode Island College Tour Program. They were. Let's working. see if they're right. Yeah, let's see if you guys are right. Go ahead, give let's them see to if me. You guys Shay, listen to this podcast. Give them to me. 
Okay, so I don't know them in order, but I know them. That's fine. Okay, so we got the Taj Mahal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Taj Mahal. We got the Minnesota State House. Minnesota State House. Minnesota. Minnesota. I saw it when I, I had a conference in uh, the Twin Cities, St. Paul, actually. Paul. <laughs> God damn it, Paul. I don't think you're supposed to say God damn it after a biblical name, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so I, I, I had a conference in St. Paul and I was, this is when I worked for the city and this was an archive, archival conference and. Nerd alert. Yeah. This is, yeah, I know. Right. I was, I guarantee you I was the youngest person there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I did run into a couple of Rhode Islanders when I was there. Shout out to Ashley Salima and Caitlin Ward-Morris. It was, it was really funny because they were eating breakfast the first day and I walk into the like hall and I, I recognized Ashley because I met her before and I start to walk and I was just, there's a seat open at the table. I was like, can I sit here? She's like, I know you. And I was That's like. That's Rhode Island though. Yeah. She was, I was like, are you going to say Shannon Weintraub? She's like, you do the Instagram with the city. I was like. <laughs> That I'll was take my, it. That was my given name. Yes, thank yeah, you. I'll take it. Um, but it was beautiful. Like we spent, I got to know them both very well, and they're both very, very nice people. Speaking of given names, you know that Buddy Cianci used to talk about me on his radio show. Yeah, oh. I'm the very polite but misinformed young lady at City Hall. Ooh, you don't ask about me. Oh, you should make that your Twitter. It's a little long. It's a, a little, little long. long. For a yeah. Handle. But so wait, we're back to the four unsupported domes. Unsupported domes. Uh, support uh, Minnesota. So, yeah, unsupported. State capital. They don't call it a state house. State cap. State capital. capital. Is it with an A or an O? Oh, capital. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> capital. Oh, I see. <laughs> Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal and St. Peter's Basilica. Yes. I'm so glad that she took that because I had no idea how to say it. I can say that word. And she said it. And then there's a the Rhode Island State House. Eagle. State House and Home. So this place. Okay. So they built this. They built this state house right around the time that Providence was expecting to just get crazy big. Like get lit. Get lit. Get get hypey. Um, it was popping. So it was they started to build it in 1895. And at that time, the population, well, not 1895 because the census, we didn't do 1895 census, but the census in 1890 saw Providence at 132,000. Ten years later, it was at 175. That's about 40 math, 43,000 person jump. Ten years later, 224,000. Dang. So from the time they decided to start building it. Where do they live? Either way, we'll go. We'll get back to that on episode 12. <laughs> Housing crisis in Rhode Island. <laughs> That's a whole podcast in and of itself. But the state house is really cool. The state house is really cool. So they wanted to make it. Not only in one place, but they wanted to make it look pretty nice because, as I just mentioned, this state, this city is growing at an exponential rate, and then it didn't. Well, we had to make investments. We had to make investments. We had to build it, and maybe they'll come. Sometimes they came. A lot of them left. Mm -hmm. But we're better for it, in my opinion, Mm because honestly, I have no idea where we'd put them. Parking is already a problem. And our housing crisis, again, we'll get into that. We do have a fair amount of vacant hotels. Yeah, but it's like the. That's only because of COVID. It's, it's like did the, it was the chicken or the egg first? It's like did the tourists visit Providence first or the hotels get built first? It's like, actually the tourists visiting. 
And then the convention center was built. Remember, I had a short-lived career in tourism. Oh. And so hoteliers are typically the most conservative of investors because you need humans to support your industry. Like, it's not like regular people in that community are going to continue to support it. Like, there's only so many holidays where you have friends and family stay over. So sure. they have to build it based on convention calendars and events and public events and things like that. And so there's a huge draw for it. So they can't make an investment unless the average room rate is over a certain amount, which reaches the national number. Like there's a lot of math and stuff involved that I have no mm -hmm. business knowing know about, but I know. But she knows. I know. She listens. And I think it's really important, which is one of the other reasons that I think that we should hashtag save the Rhode Island Convention Center. <laughs> They want to take it down. They don't want to take it down, but they want to. There's always constant oversight, and there's not a lot of a lot of investment into that as a future. People see that as a drain on the state budget, but actually, it, it brings in investments, and people get to learn about Rhode Island being a vacation destination and not just a conference destination or a cheer squad destination. Like your friend came for that, then they enjoy it. Keep them coming back. Give them a little taste. <laughs> a little taste. I will say though that in the Justin Bieber documentary. You're like, how is she getting to this? They, the performance he performed at, I think it must have been like the dunk. Yeah. But not only that, but in the award winning and my personal obsession, Dance Mom mm. show, they performed, I think it was season one, they performed at the Province Convention Center. Rhode Island Convention, Rhode Island Center. Convention Center. Formerly known as the Civic Center was the dunk. There's more to Providence or more to Rhode Island than just Providence. So I saw that they were there and I was like, Oh my God, Abby Miller. Abby Lee, the Abby Lee Miller was in this city. We should ask her to be on this podcast so she could tell us her favorite parts. Hashtag sure TLC. <laughs> the learning channel. Um, okay, so this state house. So it's free to get into. It's free to get into. I mean, COVID oh, restrictions right or something. So yeah. yeah, but it's always free to get into. But the coolest thing there is the Royal Charter Museum. It's super cool. So what is the Royal Charter Museum? Well, this museum, which when I was trying to write my notes earlier, I couldn't remember. It's the Royal Charter Museum. I was like, the Const it's not the Constitution Museum. And I was trying to like <laughs> rack my brain. I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to Google it. I didn't Google it. I went to TripAdvisor. Mm. So I still. The poor man's Google. It's. I got a bad review on TripAdvisor one time when I was working at Slater Mill. Who visited you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought uh, it was as an individual. Yeah. Imagine subjecting yourself to reviews like that. Where to stay? Where to stay? So I got a, I got a bad review when I was working at Slater Mill because I had kindly asked a young girl to stop jumping on the hardwood in the gift shop. And I'm not a kid person. I would like to be. That's probably evident from this podcast. I'm the fun aunt. Yeah, even then. I'm the fun aunt. For like the teenagers and yeah. above. Yeah. There's like an age limit. Um, I'm 27. I've never changed a diaper. Congratulations. When I become a mom, that's going to get weird. Yeah, or when we all become handmaids. <laughs> it be a real particular set of skills you're going to need. There's so many alternate realities or different like worlds out there that I would not survive in. Yeah, no, that's evident. <laughs> we we can get into that in episode 17. I'm barely surviving Rhode Island. So the Royal Charter Museum, as we were saying, it has the Royal Charter. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how Burnside Park has Ambrose Burnside, the statue. Um, the Royal Charter Museum has a Royal Charter. And not only does it have the Royal Charter, but it has 
a much more important piece, and that would be Roger Williams' Gucci handbag. <laughs> the original. The original. The original Gucci. So what I love is that they found this wallet, handbag, purse, whomst ever. I can't even find my own wallet. <laughs> like, this guy lived in the mid-1600s, roughly, you know? And they found his wallet. Like, did <laughs> he has, like, one of those, like, new Apple trackers. I'm sure that back then he was like, like a you tile know, this is yeah <laughs> beep, beep. This, this is a good idea i'm gonna put it on here so who whoever found that wallet i'll give you my address please tell me where just follow behind you and find things yeah. for you on a regular basis exactly so i'm gonna do our our listeners a, a service really by explaining the their, yeah explain maybe why we're here <laughs> overall is explaining what the royal charter is and so the royal charter was basically like i said earlier is massachusetts like nah you can't do that i'm gonna tell and so then, obviously, Massachusetts called, wrote, pigeoned, what have you, to England and said, hey, King Charles II, um, just so you know, Roger Williams is down there with a bunch of his friends, and they're, like, trying to make people equal and, like, talk about how, like, there's a separation between, I don't know, like, church and state and, like, how that's supposed to work. And, like, people should just be able to be religious if they want to be and no matter what kind of religion they want to be, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. And And so England was like, so... We've learned our mistakes before. So I think what we're going to do is instead of pushing our teenager to do what we want them to do, we're going to give them a little bit of freedom, perhaps a lively experiment. This is also a parenting podcast. (laughs) I don't have kids, but I was a terrible nanny when I was in college, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) Anyway, so, so Massachusetts told on Rhode Island and the England was like, you know what? Let's let them do what they want to do. And so this Royal Charter actually laid out Probably England's – the biggest thing they regret, I think, is signing up for this royal charter that said, yeah, go for it. If you want to make sure that everybody feels equal and heard, okay, Weird. try and do it. <laughs> if you want to make sure make Users. peace with your neighbors who don't look like you, okay, go for it, dude. <laughs> yeah. You want to just like, I don't know, like kind of figure out how to govern yourselves and like see if – like do it from an egalitarian standpoint and like – Figure out how everybody's life path and spiritual path because you're all moons are on in Aries. Go for it, losers. It's never gonna work. That is for I will say, as somebody who did not grow up with religion, that was my religion. <laughs> yeah, no, we could tell. Yeah. <laughs> the, co- the back of the teen magazine, teen Cosmo magazine of like oh, yeah. figuring out what your sign is for the week or mm-hmm. month. <laughs> my life. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But so basically, like Massachusetts was like dang it, like, mom's going to ruin this for us. Like, fine, we're just going to sit up here and watch you guys fail. But so then everybody was like, yo, this is kind of nice. And then people from Massachusetts were like, yo, what if we just went to Rhode Island too? And then there was this woman named Mary Dyer, who's my favorite Rhode Islander slash Massachusetts slash Londoner, um, who my favorite thing about her is that she would stay in Rhode Island. She'd be like, man, man, this is so boss. You know what I want to do? I want to get a bunch of my friends to come. So she went up to Massachusetts. She's like, yo, this guy's, this, this blows. You should come to Rhode Island. And Massachusetts was like, stop it, Mary. Cut Mary. it out. And Damn she'd it, be Mary. like, come on, guys, get in this boat. Get on my bus. <laughs> We're going to Rhode <laughs> yeah, Island. She would just drop them back off. Party bus. She did. It was a party bus. And then she would go back up. And Massachusetts was like, cut it out, Mary. You got to cut it out, dude. 
And she's like, no way. And she went and got more friends. And then she would come up and wear disguises, like moustaches and hats and, like, different colored skirts. And she's like, my name is not Mary. My name is Judy. And Rhode Island does blow. You guys want to talk about how much Rhode Island sucks? Let's go in this room. And then she would be like, guys, it totally doesn't suck. We should go to Rhode Island. And they were like, yeah, you you're actually got a good thing going for you. Let's go. So that she continued to do it to the point where Massachusetts had to tell on her and say, look, I know you let them do this lively experiment situation, but, like, she's kind of out of hand because she's taken our population and now we're going to have to start burning women to, like, show them that we're in charge. Ugh. Again, not the right timeline for just historians out there. And so she was like, man, you know what? I'm going to go to London. <laughs> so she went to London. She studied abroad. <laughs> she did a study abroad program <laughs> in Barcelona. And she thought really highly of herself and went around and told everybody how she would, like, sneak into Massachusetts and get everybody to do it. So what did she do? She got a gang of friends to come back from London, check out Rhode Island, and be like, yeah, this place is boss. Let's go up to Massachusetts together. And so Massachusetts was like, for the love of of everything that is holy, Mary Dyer, we will murder you if you do this again. And she was like, okay. So then, guess what? She Lol. did it again. <laughs> LFAO. <laughs> yeah, she was like, got you. So then they tried to hang her. And she, they're like, so you're going to die in Massachusetts. And she goes, and unhappily I will go. <laughs> she never wanted to die in Massachusetts, but she was no. so glad because then it got in all the papers. I mean, we could talk about the printing trade later, but it got in all the papers and everybody started talking about it. And they're like, man, she died for Rhode Island. Maybe nice. that's cool. And so the Massachusetts nice. was like, dang it, again? We bit her something <laughs> <the end> again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rhode Island is much cooler it's boss it's awesome it's, i really like it. it's wicked cool. <laughs> it's wicked cool i still haven't i've, I've tried to put like the word wicked in my vernacular it's not working it doesn't sound it doesn't sound wicked good i can only say it when it's like i'm like oh, it's wicked cold outside or it's wicked high if it's temperature related temperature yeah it's it's a weird I don't want to say it's a weird word, but yeah, it's it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> no, I mean no. it does if you're, if you're from here. Yeah, if you're from here. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, one of the things, but when I did first move here and I worked in a middle school, the kids always say, um, <laughs> they would be like, "I'm gonna bang you in your face," and what they meant was punch each other in the face. But I was like, guys. We have not had the sex ed talk <laughs> and like, let's be safe about this because I want you to both use protection and we should talk about what that means for each sex and each party. And so they're just like, ma'am, that's not what I was saying. I said, I wanted to bang him in his face. And I was like, I know that's what I'm hearing. So I want to talk to you guys about the importance of dental dam. And they were like, no. <laughs> and then I realized they meant punching, but also bunking school was something new to me too. I mean, like skipping and they're like, no bunking. Because to me, bunking is like having a bunch of people in like beds, sleeping beds or something like that. We're all going to bunk together. So I was like, why would we all go to one place? We should all leave. We should bunk Massachusetts and move to Rhode Island. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's ultimately our, that's, that's Rhode Island's history in a nutshell. Yeah. That's, before... Elise does get into the sex ed talk. Um, <laughs> Which is important. It is important. It's very important. We should all be safe. We should all be safe. Um, but that's not, you know, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about telling the complete honest truth about Rhode Island history. With a little bit of pizzazz. A little bit of pizzazz. I mean, that's, as I said at the top of the show, tour guides either have to be educators or entertainers. I'm obviously an educator. Obviously. 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 Oh, it's, it's, you're either in this camp or that camp. 
So you guys should have taken our tours because you would have never gotten off of it. Hey, <laughs> safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> but but our my tour is still up for grabs. Like if you guys want to throw me like twenty five bucks, like I'll take you around the city and tell you a bunch of dumb stuff. I do it in an Uber, and the Uber drivers get mad. So like, did you know about that building? No, ma'am. Please stop. Ma'am, ma'am please stop talking. Ma'am, I can't hear you. Um, <clears throat> so. I think we've talked enough about Rhode Island history today. I agree. But I think that there's so much more to cover. There's so much more to cover. And oh my gosh, that's why we're going to have more episodes. Hopefully this sticks. Yeah. (laughs) If we don't get banned from all podcasting. Like you talk. Big podcast. Yeah. They're like, we were sold on a history podcast and suddenly we're learning about dental tams. (laughs) No, I think they're more intrigued that you have a twin sister that (laughs) nobody knew about. Yeah. We'll get back to that later. Any hooters. Okay. So wrapping up for today, um, I will say please go give us a follow on social media at Anchored the Show. Just look up at Anchored the Show and you're going to find us. And if you absolutely, in Clarice Kensington's voice from, I think it was It Takes Two, adored, I love that, adored this show, this podcast episode. Please subscribe, please follow, and give us a rating if you liked us, but, like, give us a review if, like, you liked us, liked us. Yeah, like, if you, like, like us, like us. We like you guys. <laughs> if you made it this far, we'd like you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> you get the golden quahog. Hey, Dan McGowan. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's my old roommate. <laughs> That'll be episode four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is it for today. So... Until next time, I'm going to say a hashtag that I want everybody to use, and that is hashtag stay Stay salty. salty.